I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And I'm Quentin Smith. And welcome to Terminal 7. So here we are, episode 24. That's right, 2-4. With, with a very, very special guest. Who's here? Who's here? Do I say I'm here? Is yes, that it's okay. you! Hello! Hello, <laughs> hello, Terminal 7 fans. I'm here. It's Quentin Smith from Shut Up and Sit Down. Hooray! One of our favorite friends. Yes. One of our most beloved Netrunner players. And a lovely human being to talk to in general. Yeah. Wow. It really helps, really helps the ratings on the Terminal 7 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> you're, you're really just booing this whole sad endeavor. So thank you very much, Quince. Yeah. Oh, no, you know what's crazy is that like I still just get like celebrity excitement whenever I talk to you guys or the Team Covenant guys, which is, just, <laughs> I don't know, it just, yeah, it's it's like a Venn diagram of just love. Aww. Much like the Netrunner community in general. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh my god, what? You what? guys go ahead. I was just going to go off on one about how lovely the community is. But, no, you know, do it. <laughs> do it. Absolutely do it. <laughs> no, it's just nice. You know, it's funny. This is like, this is going to sound awful, but it's just... If you go to the Reddit, the subreddits of other games, it's like the the amount of syllables and love in every word becomes massively reduced, like so noticeably. <laughs> I've uh, never actually done that. I don't. I don't think I even want to now. <laughs> well, I've been playing some Doomtown recently, and the people there are nice, but it is fittingly like kind of a ghost town of just sort of people exchanging very few words and kind of looking at each other funny. Well, but, it's, almost uh, like a, it's like a Western movie, so it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, at least it's thematic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I guess. Whereas Netrunner is this excitable hub of people doing sexy and dangerous things. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Are you, are you digging Doomtown, though? I am actually. It's really good. We're just uh, we've never played a game this much before reviewing it. Um, but the idea is we mm. want to make absolutely sure before getting people to commit to a second or first living card game. You know, yeah. Right, but right, yeah, yeah, it's it's really really interesting, and the theme is fascinating. And um, it's kind of like Weird West, correct? Is that it's yeah? Kinda, it's yeah. Weird West. It's I actually used to role play in it, and it, the role playing game had uh, had loads of crazy rules like um, your oh. experience points. Your experience points are chips. And then you can spend them, uh, but then if you spend them to avoid damage, you don't actually end up learning anything because you're spending your experience points. So you can either be lucky or take your bruises and get better at things, which is a cool mechanic. <laughs> that yeah. is really cool. Uh, so, cool. So this isn't just like some weird spur, no pun intended, of <laughs> Deadlands. It's actually, it was actually a different game? Uh, yeah. Wait, what? Um, no, the card game was based on this role-playing game, yeah. Was the role um, play, but was the role-playing game Deadlands, or was it a different the Weird West? No, the role-playing game was Deadlands. Yeah. Okay, and okay, good. Because I, I thought I was like, oh my god, there were two Weird West <laughs> RPGs? I only ever heard of one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, just the one. But the card game's great. It's really, really good. Very, very different from Netrunner. It's crazy to play a card game where like just so much luck is involved, but... Uh, huh. But yeah, no, it's good. And uh, If people are at all, at all interested, they should check it out, for sure. Cool. But we are not here to talk about <laughs> Doomtown. As cool as it sounds, we are here to talk about Netrunner. Specifically, the big box expansion for both the Wayland Consortium and the Anarch Faction came out, Ordering Chaos. Yep. And we are super excited to talk about it. It is a very, very cool set of cards. Yeah. Oh my god. Man, I, know, it is so exciting. I'm <laughs> I'm in love with this the, box. We got the spoilers for this one so early, and I'm just awful with spoilers. Like the instant there's one within six hours, I'll have memorized all the cards on it. And uh, <laughs> so I actually had time with Order and Chaos. Unlike the previous two big boxes we discussed, because you guys have kindly had me on every time they've That's done a right. big box. Three, but yeah. with this one, not only did I uh, see all the spoilers, I became bored of Order and Chaos. <laughs> and then when it came out, it had been so long since I'd become bored of it that I was excited again. So, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because you're, you're on like Sansan and the Chrome Valley or whatever now, right? Like, yeah, you're no, like I'm, oh super my God. far down the way. I, I am so, I could, I, I, I was going to say something rude there. I am so <laughs> excited for um, that 40 card. Do you guys, oh, am I spoiling this? The 40 card brain damage HB. Oh yeah, uh, we've seen that ID one. Yes. Coming. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that. I, I, I cried a little bit when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've wanted to do in Netrunner. That's all I've wanted to do. <laughs> a man who lives out. for brain damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. but because Order and Chaos is actually so exciting and so large and like actually has a ton of really distinct stuff in it, we are actually gonna split this up into two separate episodes. That's right. The first one, this episode, we're gonna talk about all the whale and stuff. And so you know, so we won't feel time constrained to be like, oh crap, well, we got to get the Anarch stuff too. We're just going to do all the Whalen stuff this time. And then next time we will do all the Anarch stuff instead. So buckle in folks. This is going to be a, this is going to be a long one, but a good one. <laughs> yep. Woo! Um, so it's kind of like an interesting exercise before, before we all got on to talk, we all kind of, and I think Quinn's, this is actually your idea and a very good one. Mm. We all basically gave ourselves uh, some homework assignments That's right. where we all were <laughs> each assigned one specific ID in the box for both, for both sides. And then we were just supposed to like play with it a bit, get a feel for it, maybe come up with an interesting deck or two. And I think that's probably since they're especially since they're the first cards in the data pack yep. or expansion, super big box, whatever. Um, Anyway, I figure we should start by talking about the IDs. Yeah, that's a good idea. So the first first new ID for the Wayland Consortium is Argus Security. Argus Security. And I was given Argus Security as, yes. as my homework project. Argus Security <laughs> is a bonkers, excuse me, a bonkers new ID for Wayland. <laughs> it's 45-15. Whenever a runner steals an agenda, he or she must either take one tag or suffer two meat damage. We never sleep, which is the Pinkerton. Um, yeah, it's the oh, model of the Pinkertons. Yeah, yeah, the Pinkertons, yeah. The, the old oh, uh, detective agency. American detective agency, which that's, is kind of cool. And also, awesome. yeah, also Argus was oh, the, 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 the big multiple eye god or something. Yes, well, he, was, he was one of the uh, Greek mythological giants who had a thousand, uh, a hundred eyes, and he yeah. was set to guard over Io. He was assigned Zeus or was supposed to keep him safe from Zeus or something. That's not creepy at it's, all. It's, yeah. It is a hundred eyes? Yeah. yeah. It's the classic Whalen grab bag of everything. It's it's so good. It's yeah. got Pinkerton Old West stuff. <laughs> Crazy Greek gods is their, their title. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's it's really good. And then the um like the, the Panopticon, right? Like in Greek he was Argus Panopticos or something like that. And then the Panopticon, which was like this idea of uh, of prisons where everywhere you it's like those old you know like kind of like you were basically in like a singular there's just like one giant room where there's like cells basically 360 degrees around you right right and then so the idea being like no matter where you were in the jail a small number of guards could watch everybody oh and so okay. the prisoners would feel like they were being watched all the time and so the panopticon was named after that which was named after the greek gods so really there's just like holy cow five different things going on here and none of them are kind <laughs> <laughs> yeah none of, none of them are good none I was, of them are things you want as a runner correct <laughs> yeah i feel kind of dumb because i was more focused on this uh, gender stealing meat damage or tag thing right <laughs> no <laughs> Jesse, I think I think you got it right. Yes, that's uh, correct. So I'm, I'm trying Jesse, to build this Panopticon deck. <laughs> right, Jesse, can I, I want to ask you a question sure. because I haven't thought about this at all, and like it was your homework. So immediately, I read this and I wasn't very excited about it, and I filed it in the same part of my brain where um, you remember Vulcan cover up that weird Wayland three one agenda. Yep. Yeah, where um, it, it give if you if if they steal it, you get a, they get an extra bad publicity to play with, but if you score it, it does two, two meat damage. damage. Yep, yeah. that's correct. Which like. See, for me, my whole understanding of, of meat damage in Netrunner, 
um, is like meat damage. If it if it hits, it kills you. Like the reason meat damage arrives, it kills you. So I haven't been able to get my head around this kind of like pinging small meat damage thing. Like, why don't you tell me why Argus is hot stuff? Well, I think um, uh, what, what's funny is when me and Nels actually uh, tested it, he hit me with this insane uh, pressure Leela deck. Which was the worst possible matchup I could have thought <laughs> because because I originally I wanted to get out a uh, a sand sand suite so I could score Vulcan cover ups, excuse me, really really quickly like, and uh, but like dealing a little like little bits of meat damage like you you would turn on something like say a dedicated response team and they they basically have to take two meat damage they can't take a tag because that'd be a tag and two meat damage, hmm. so hitting the runner's hand unexpectedly is always great because it knocked it like I think it knocked out a Crota or something. Yep. It really kind of like screwed <laughs> screwed screwed nails over that game. Yeah. Um then again I could have basically scored a, a Vulcan cover up out of, you know, um like behind anything. Uh but slowly like it's just like it's just like why Jinteki wins games, I think. Jinteki PE. Because you're always gonna be dealing little li- like little bits here and little bits there. Um the the act of like of, like because runners usually score on Turn or sorry, runners usually score on click two anyways, and Nels always had money, and Nels, you were always clearing the tag anyways. Yeah. So it, mm. it, it wasn't as effective as I thought, really. But with stuff like dedicated response team, punitive counter strike, you know, they steal it, they they have a tag, they pay it off, but then you can at least whack them again. It's it 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 was interesting, um, but like I don't know if I don't know if the deck's really there, and it's also not really my style of play, so. I don't know. It was it, it it was interesting that every time something was stolen, there was there there was this chance. But I didn't it didn't feel as strong as uh, I think some people might want this card to be. I'm not too sure. Yeah. The um I almost always just because like losing cards is always a bummer. Like unless you just got a handful of trash, I guess. Um, I use it when we were playing. I always opted to take the tag, which did kind of mean that like. It actually said every time you steal an agenda, lose one click and two credits, mm-hmm. which does suck. And you were um, playing a fast, uh, an aggressive runner. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely did f- feel like I got slowed down a bit. Um, but it feels like that's pro- probably the way people kind of have to play against this to not die is to kind of slow down and take it and take it a little bit more chill. Which means you probably need as as Argus to be able to capitalize on the runner playing a little bit more slowly. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do, like a, a, a weird suite of fast advance and stuff like that. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and I don't know exactly what the right way to do that is, but. There could be something cool there for sure. Yeah, and da- 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 uh, sorry, Data Ravens are super strong in Argus. Yeah, um, well, it feels like, especially anything Data Raven or even um, Virgo, like mm-hmm. anything that gives multiple tags, like the runner takes two tags from Virgo, takes, and then, then grabs an agenda. So like, okay, are well, they going to take two meat damage or are they just going to take a third tag? Because if you stay tagged against these guys, obviously, you're, like, you're, you're going to be in a bad way. Sc- <laughs> Scorching faction, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So it makes me think about um uh, oh god, too good to be true, but also like but obviously that's not in faction. Yes. So it makes me think about NAPD and how much like already in my meta people are accessing an NAPD from HQ and just not stealing it. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. They're just saying no unless they're on match point, but like right. it makes <laughs> NAPD almost unstealable if it's like do you want it for six credits and a click? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. And APD definitely loves this, but loves this type of card. But also, the cool things you want to do is you want to score hostiles, you want to have Vulcan cover ups or something, then you're not going to be running NAPD because it's going to be miserable to score. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. I have seen people do some kind of. I, I got bit by this a couple times playing against this on Octagon where they. 
install and advance something once naked. And I'm like, okay, well, that's probably an APD. I'll go grab it. And then, oh, shit. It's a, uh, it's a cerebral overrider. <laughs> <laughs> and even just one point of brain damage against this can really suck. Right. Maybe I should just throw in Fenris's and something. I don't know. Mm, I that could be interesting. I, I could really I've be seen, interesting. I mean, like with decks like this, you want. When they give the runner an option for like a tag or two meat damage, then I guess the whole deck design is making it so that both of those options are bad. Like yeah. you have to have something that means like they categorically don't want to take the tag or that they can't afford to take the meat damage. But I'm right. not sure how you'd build that because I'm not very clever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Argus is, I don't know, it's cool. I think there's definitely some interesting stuff there. Um, I just don't know exactly what it is yep. yet. Again, it was cool to res, uh, sorry, to res a, ded- a dedicated response team. Like, it gets a lot more mileage in a deck like this. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine you actually, like, right before someone's going to access something, you res a couple DRTs. Yeah. And they, and they might be like, oh, okay, well, crap, now what am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, even if it's not an agenda, you can maybe, maybe bluff something out there, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, so it's cool. So, the next ID. Right. This was Quinn's homework. Right, Quinn's. Oh, was it? <laughs> Gagarin Deep Space. And I gotta say, Quinn's did a lot of homework. Because yeah. we're, we're taking a look at Netrunner DB, and uh, his deck is on it. In, yeah, uh, fancy. Popular, <laughs> popular decks. We should that. actually, we, uh, could, we could potentially post all of our decks, maybe. Maybe. Uh, mine's, <laughs> mine's, mine's, mine's pretty embarrassing. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can take a second crack at it. And uh, post sure, a, sure, a, I'll do that. A, a review. The reason my Gagarin deck is so good is because I spent a lot of time on it. This is why it's got lot, it's got some attention on Netrunner DB. Jokingly called Quinza's Tier 1 Gagarin deck. I don't know if it's Tier 1. But the reason why is I went climbing with some friends of mine, with my Netrunner friends. Uh, t- shout out to Tim and Ian if you're listening. And then we went to the pub afterwards and I went, Hey, I'm doing this cool thing for Terminal 7. I got Gagarin. How is it going to be awesome? And then we had the most depressing conversation for an hour. <laughs> where, where, oh, no! For an hour over beer where we were like... Well, it makes assets better. Wayland has the worst assets of any faction, <laughs> so it's probably not there yet. And then I turned it, it was like this, this bug in my head. And then, like, for the next four nights while going to sleep, I couldn't stop thinking about how to make it work. And I think I've cracked it. Nice. <laughs> Finally. Well, to, to, to preface, what does Gagarin oh, Deep sorry, Space <laughs> do? <laughs> um, yeah, so Gagarin is a new ID which has the runner paying a credit to access um, a card in a remote server. And at first I thought, oh, dedicated response team, that's a great asset, and I'll just put loads of snares out, and if they run on a snare, I'll res the deadies. And then the reason that's amazing is they choose to access. Then in that pay window, you res like two dedicated response teams, and then you have to ask them, do you want to pay a credit to access this probably a snare? Right. And they go, no. <laughs> and which, I mean, you could fake them out with agendas, but um, <clears throat> no. Uh, the way the way that I was able to make it work and make it interesting is the first step is paywall implementation. Yeah, very, very, very so, cool pick. Yeah, that is... So if folks ca- might not remember because that card probably hasn't seen a ton of play since it came out, what does paywall implementation do? Paywall implementation is one of Netrunner's cool new currents which doesn't go away until an agenda is scored. Uh, and they'll want to score an agenda because paywall implementation gives you a credit every time there's a successful run. So the deck is engineered to... It has Sans Sans in it, and it has uh, Atlas, obviously, and then it has superior cyber walls and firmware upgrades, which is a new agenda, which I'm sure we'll get to all the new agendas, but yes. it, as soon as you score this 3-1, it starts spitting out advancement counters onto your ice. So they have to keep checking your remotes to make sure you don't have a Sans Sans out or Atlases or firmware upgrades, but 
it's a two credit swing just to look at a card. And then the other assets that are in the deck are all stuff they do not want to trash, like Constellation Protocol or Pad Campaigns. Yeah. But so the interesting thing about Garen that I didn't quite realize is, is like, it's not just that the trash cost is increased by one. It's like, if you pay a credit and a click to run on an like an unrezzed pad campaign, you have to be like, well, I'm here now, I guess. <laughs> I, guess. <laughs> I don't want to do it again later. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't want to spend another click and another credit to access this, you know, route again later. Right. So that's the gist of it. And then it uses all the fancy space ice, which I'm sure we'll get to talk to you later. And it's actually pretty good. It's pretty nice. strong. And, and, and uh, it's running really light on the ice too, which is interesting. Yeah, 14 ice, but the space ice, which, <laughs> oh, I don't want to spoil it, but the space ice is so thick. Yep. And um, actually, Wayland has a lot of really nice mid-range ice that's like four to five to six strength yeah. range now. Yeah, and you also, and, I believe you're running three Jacksons or something. Oh, so, three Jacksons, yeah. yeah so so you, can they, get, if, you can get to the ice you need or get to whatever. Yeah, yeah, you can get the ice you need, and then if they throw it away with Eater and Parasite, then you can shuffle it back in and draw it back really quickly. Um, but yes, it, I think when you run a lot of like mid, mid sort of, if you're running all low cost one and two strength ice, then you want your enigma and you have to have your ice wall and you have whatever. But if you're running fat ice, like you only really need a couple of pieces to protect your centrals. In mid game, you only really need like five, six pieces. In late game, maybe you need nine, but right. that's fine. That, that comes out in an orderly way. I think people can join my cool. deck online and, and see what they think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw it. I'm, I'm, like, I'm actually excited is, to try it. Now. Yeah, like I figure you kind of initially just because um, it's you have to pay one credit per card you access. It's so not you'd, like so you'd want like an upgrade and asset. Yeah, have like yeah. a bunch of upgrades stuff oh, like that. Yeah, I should I should add on that um, once you have an ash on an NAPD in Gagarin, it's hilarious. Oh man! <laughs> like, oh my god! So it's four credits to trash the ash, and then five credits to go back in and take the NAPD. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. But, like, an interesting taxing built right in. We mentioned a little bit earlier before the cast, but it's kind of like a reverse Desperado first turn for a, <laughs> for, yeah. for a corpse. Like, the way the credits are swinging, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah and I think it's, it's pretty good in an Anarch meta, because while they do have Imp, and Imp is horrible, um, if, a, if a deck is at all light on credits, then it really starts struggling, you know? Yeah. 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 Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely want to muck around with something like this. It, it got me initially. This was probably like of the three. That was the one I was kind of like. It seems cool, but it wasn't yeah. like really firing. Me I was up. like, yeah, give it to Quinn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you guys let me get away with the Anarch that uh, I got. But we'll oh talk about Jesus that next Christ! Time, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Jesse and I both had a couple specific reasons for that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then finally, the third ID, which was my homework, mm -hmm. is Titan Transnational, which is apparently Wayland's banking division. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, yes. actually. Um, and so it is a 45-17, so it's got two extra points of influence, which is cool. And it is... Neural Katana. <laughs> there, there. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. There we have it. Um, whenever you score an agenda, you may place one agenda counter on it. And this is for is all agendas scored. Even ones that can't use Even them. ones that don't actually have anything they can do with agenda counters, you still get an extra one on there. And there's another card, which again, we'll get to in a little bit, that makes that still useful. Yeah. Um, I Initially, I was like, okay, well, I guess you want to like look at all the stuff that has lots of like agenda counters. So like, oh, I don't know, maybe Helium 3 deposits, score those to get extra things. And then Profiteering. <laughs> I will hear that nothing bad about Helium Dockland. 3 deposit, by the way. It, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but where I ended up landing was what I, re and you realize very, very quickly is that Titan Transnational makes Project Atlas amazing. Like almost like <laughs> the an astral script. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, so what I ended up doing was grabbing 
kind of sort of doing like a like the kind of Wayland deck you'd probably see like maybe about a year ago. Um, uh, super modernism, although I really don't like that name. Nels, Nels loves names. Um, uh, <laughs> but basically grabbing um, three snares and yep. three Jacksons. Yep. Uh, but also grabbing two copies of Trick of Light. Yep. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. using a bunch of the new advanceable ice, the things like Nebula and Asteroid Belt and stuff like that. Because you can advance those to get the price down and then... When you're done, you're just like, oh, okay, what am I going to do with these counters now? Oh, I will score a Project Atlas out of hand. Okay, boop, I did that. And then it's got an extra counter on it because it comes in scored with an extra counter. So then the next time you see either a Project Atlas or a Trick of Light, you use the counter to grab the other one you need and you repeat. And you started your own Astro Train. Yeah, kind of, sort (laughs) of. It's a... and because you've got like like we were just talking about like some decent mid range ice like that can kind of slow the runner down enough that you can just keep doing what you need to do and because if you do try to like score something on the table like just putting a, a naked card in in a remote like if it's an atlas you're scoring it and you're getting a token on it even if you're not pulling any fast advance scoring out of hand shenanigans. So the runner almost always wants to check it. And that's why you have three snares. <laughs> because then you, of course you still have three scorched and like sea source. Cause you're scoring these at- crazy Atlas counters. You can be like, okay, well I'm going to burn an Atlas counter, go grab my one sea source. Cool. Scorch sea source, two scorches. Goodbye. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you can like run one offs like crazy yeah. in that deck. But I mean, this is the thing that's crazy about Wayland is like always in the past, you want to be careful about running aggressive. I mean, sorry, this is the thing that's crazy about order and chaos. Yeah. Like in the past, we've had to like really run fast on Wayland because, you know, otherwise they'll get money and agendas. And now with all these new cards, Wayland has become slightly more efficient at ice money and agendas, which means you need to kind of run even faster, which means Scorch is even more dangerous. Yes. And uh, it's just so well timed that there is a certain Anarch Scorch protection card, which we will talk about <laughs> yes. next episode. It's just like really great design that yeah. this is, all th- happens in the same pack. There are a lot of very delicious synergies that uh, that landed. But yeah, and especially like the, the other thing I found is that between Trick of Light and just the amount of money you can get from burning those agenda counters and stuff, and because you you can advance your ice to get discounts on a lot of your best ice, you can run with almost no money. I'm sorry, you can be the corp, not to confuse. You can play as the corp with almost no credits and actually be fine a lot of the time. Right. It is kind of great. (laughs) (laughs) Which is an interesting way of playing Wayland. Usually you have like... Yeah, more money than you know what to do with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You have like a Scrooge McDuck amount of money and you're like parting it to see what the runner's doing. Yeah, the runner's like, here it comes. Where are you over there? Yeah, but you actually (laughs) surprise them with them. Was it it the last Terminal 7 that pointed out that like if you're being siphoned or if you just have a root, like you can res a root and then you can use the credits on the route to score agendas even if you have no credits. Yes. Mm. That's just so good. I think the route is actually... Now that Order and Chaos has hit, Wayland have the tools they need to make the route crazy good. Yeah. Like when I realized that, I was actually playing the Foundry with yeah. two copies of the route as a good chunk of the info. It was the Foundry and all the Grail Suite as um as most of the influence. And yeah, being able to just like consistently score while you only have zero to two credits. Yeah, <laughs> pretty incredible. <laughs> That's pretty good. It, like, I find it so annoying when NBN shipment from Sans Sans stuff. It's like, aha, you have one credit. And they managed to score the Astro script anyway. That's just, <laughs> yeah. That, just, that tickles me. Yeah, yeah, tickles is one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we roll into the agendas? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Which, cool. which agendas were you all digging? Which ones were you into that was Allow me was to lighting open, your fires? Open my your binder. binder. Oh. Uh, can I just, since I say at this point, so since the last Terminal 7, um, I've bought binders for my cards. 
which oh. I recommend. Oh, really? Okay. I still got, I still got those big easier. white boxes. My mine are oh. still all at my work. No, you know why you have my binders is Ultra Pro sell these great. <laughs> I sound like an advert, but Ultra Pro sell <laughs> Ultra these Pro. Uh, these great binders. Ultra Pro. They yeah. make um they make the card sleeves I like, which they make the Ultra Pro Mac card sleeves I like that Nessie re- that that Nessie that Nels referred to as um. <laughs> Good, thanks, Granddad. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Nels referred to as like looking through a grandma's neck curtains or something. <laughs> uh, well, no, so are, but, they're 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 matted on the front, right? It, they're matted it, on it the looks actual like translucent bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, that's crazy. I, I don't get it. No, it's better because the alternative is it just feels cheap, you know. Otherwise, you get this like flat plastic, and it looks like your cards are like you know bits of like meat you'd buy at a soup. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, what I'm going to say is that now I've got my binders. I recommend everyone divides the cards in their binders by type because what I'm looking at right now. <clears throat> is two pages which have like nine, uh, 15 Wayland agendas across two pages and it looks beautiful. Uh, like, <laughs> just put over your wall. <laughs> absolutely good. I, I will. I'm just going to cut these. Next next time it'll seven, they'll just be on my wall and I'll be espousing that. But, uh, <laughs> perfect, perfect. So obviously, should we, should we start by talking about the most important agenda uh, in Netrunner, the one that's changed the game, which is, of course, a government takeover. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> what a beast. Like, it's one of those cards that when you saw it, you're like, no, this is a typo, actually, right? They can't be so, real. So Chris from Run Last Click, uh, the podcast, the right. English podcast you guys were on, um, mm. I had a bet with him, because when the spoiler came out of government takeover, he said it wasn't real, and I won a fiver. <laughs> I it was. <laughs> nice. It is, it is just crazy enough to be Wayland. Yeah. <laughs> so what so does... Oh, yeah, no, please. W- w- what does government takeover do? Oh, okay. So government takeover is an agenda. Um, it has a cool power, which is you can click to gain three credits. That's, so that's really great. Good. That's, that's, good, that, that's a beanstalk royalties every turn. That's that nuts. It's, it's like a government contracts, but even better. And yeah. to do this, you just need to um, advance it nine times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that all? You, and for the uh, for the privilege of advancing this card nine times, you get six agenda points. So one more hostile takeover will win you the game. Yep. Now, ah! First of all, obviously, this will this is tempting because it will let you lower the agenda density in your deck more than ever before. And yep. if you can like. I don't know, fast-track it into hand or something, your R&D is suddenly way safer and full of all the stuff you want. But, I mean, I was when I was testing out yeah. one of the my friends on Friday, a friend of mine put it in his deck and he thought it was cool and it just got stolen. Yep. Yep. It, just, it just got taken off the top of the deck and it's just uh, like, well, yeah. okay. When that happens, you are very, very, very sad. Yeah, this Unless, is, it's, it's, like, it's definitely rolling the dice. Putting this guy. I mean, in the other thing to do, I guess, would be to like fast track it into hand, so you show it to them, and then as long as you have a punitive in hand, you can win the game. Yeah. Yes, I was on the receiving end of that once. Like someone just put this down naked and just left it for three or four turns, and I'm like, uh, and they're I think they're playing Blue Sun, so they had a ton of money. I was like, ah, it's probably some <laughs> campaign or Jackson. I might as well get it off the board. And I ran on. I stole it. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Oh. oh shit! Sorry. Draw, draw. Where's that plascrete? Nope. And then, and then my life was ended, and I was very sad. Wow. If I just man, if I just kept up trying to score normally until I had one point, and then ran on that, I would have been fine. Right. So, so he must have been sweating. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he must have been sweating a little bit. I think he probably yeah. had. I think he probably had punitive and that in his opening hand. Oh, and that was and just it, his play for the whole game. Sun, does Blue Sun let you pick up an unraised card or an unraised piece of ice? No. 
Uh, no, uh, they, res, have re- they have to be res. res card. Oh, yeah. it has to be res. Okay, never yeah. mind then. Yeah, so he, he couldn't got it back, but he could have like, if I did manage to score a point, then he could have put another asset on top of it, trashed it, and like buried it with Jackson or something. I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, man, it is, it is a very cool thing. With um, what is probably going to be the nutso move? Yes, is uh, hitting someone with mid seasons. Okay, yeah, and then using psychographics. Can just score this immediately in one turn. Yeah. And then you just need one more. I mean, that's also super janky. Yeah. To be clear. <laughs> I mean, if you've got if you've landed a mid-seasons and you've got psychographics and this is ha- this in hand, it would have been easier and less influenced for it to be too scorched in hand. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean I mean I like the I like the hoots part. Um someone's gonna make this card work, right? I mean someone's gonna do something crazy with it. Like I'm glad it exists, but I'm not looking. Um, hmm, hmm. I just don't know, guys. I really don't. Yeah, I, I had. So I, I also just like that it exists. Yeah. just because of how the, oh, bold my God, can we, it is. Can we talk about how amazing the art is? By the way, oh, I yes. love it. Oh, it's it's just gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, it's like no, really, we're here to help. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna liberate you from your dictator before the dictator's in power. <laughs> and then, but I love the picture. Is like Wayland propaganda. Like the kid is so happy, and he's giving the Wayland soldier a flower. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, yep. it's just amazing. Oh, so good. So, so to segue this into uh, into another agenda, which is cool and fascinating, I had a cool idea that if you could score the uh, the new agenda that is Glen Station, <laughs> yep. which is a which is what I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and call a bad four two. Uh, <laughs> um, then uh, you can click once you've scored Glen Station. You can click take a card from your hand and put it on Glen Station. You thereby, can, like you could even take it, a government takeover from your hand. You can you can so like <laughs> the, this is the most boss theme ever. Like Wayland has plans to take over a government, but they're hiding those plans on, on the, the server moon. of their space station. <laughs> like I just love like you know you go to like you know Kit and you're like hey can you hack this server and she's like no because it's not connected to the internet because it's a space station. Like oh it makes me I'm smiling so much. Even talking about this, it's just the best thing. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. I mean, cool especially play. if, like, I, it's again, it's still kind of ludicrous. But if you're like, click one, fast track government takeover. <laughs> click two, host a card on Glad Station. <laughs> yeah. Click three, just just dust off your hands. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. it is one of those cards. Like, I, I can't think of one right now. But where if you score it, you've oh, like a like an over advanced project Aries. Where if you score it, you kind of win no matter who wins on agenda points. Like, yes. yeah. you did this wicked thing, and it's yeah. Yeah, the only problem aside from like stashing government takeover, I kind of don't know what else. I mean, like, I mean, you can uh, throw a scorch in it to keep it so, like to and keep your hand clean so they can't imp it or they can't yeah you know. Or a mid-seasons, like, because now event trashing with Imp and Edward Kim is more of a thing, so you can put your key That's true. pieces on thing. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't, I'm not even convincing myself here. Yes, it's, <laughs> but yeah, thematically, I, I do love it to death. Yep. <laughs> Which alone is probably good enough. Mm. Um, the, uh, an agenda that I've been enjoying quite a lot, again, playing Titan Transnational, is firmware upgrades. I love this. Right, oh, yeah. Updates, excuse me. It is a uh, 3-1, and when you score it, you place three agenda counters on firmware updates, or if you're playing Titans Transnational, you place four. Um, and then you can spend a hosted agenda counter to place one advancement token on a piece of ice that can be advanced. Use this ability only once per turn. And the important is per turn, not per your turn. It's per runner's turn, too. So, yep. yeah, you score it, and then imme- you, you score it on your third click or whatever. You hand your say, okay, runner, your turn. And then you can just immediately use it. Right. Um, 
Or you can save those tokens until the runner starts to run. Then you can uh, right, right, yeah. Right. And even if you have zero credits, but you have two pieces of ice on an two advancement tokens on an asteroid belt or whatever, you can be like, "I'll put the third one over here on this asteroid belt." Oh, now I'll raise it for free. Eat it. Yeah, you can. You know, <laughs> being able to use it in that awesome Nisei window of like just before they run on it, that kind of thing is, yeah. is really great. But you still can't use it on a woodcutter. Is that correct? No. Uh, it, a woodcutter can only be advanced when it's rest. Literally, the That's only thing good. in the game that can advance a woodcutter is tenon, because tenon doesn't say advance a card. Right, it says place, place a yeah. counter yes. on. <laughs> like, it's amazing, because I built when I built my Gagarin with all the constellation protocols and the route and stuff, I was like, oh, great, let's go back and look at that advanceable Wayland dice, because I bet it's good now. It's still bad. It's still bad. I mean, technically, you could res it, and then you still have an opportunity to put one token on it, but then you've got a wood counter that deals oh, that's a cool. wood counter that deals okay. one net damage. So a salvage, which is <laughs> we, we, we need like a surge for the corp for agenda for replacing agenda counters. Or right. Something. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, otherwise, also, otherwise it's oh. like it's with with all the advanceable ice, both the old stuff that gets its strength up and the new stuff which lowers its res cost. Firmware updates is, is awesome. Yeah. Like, it, it's, is, it's it is, a, is a 3 1 that you were super happy to score. Yeah, it is. I mean, even for things like um, uh, Firewall, or <laughs> I should point out that the art of firmware upgrades is the eagle from Hadrian's Wall going super cyan. Yes. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, which is great. Like it needed to be a, a strength 8. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe strength 11 if you keep going. <laughs> um, what else, agenda wise, did you all dig? Uh, well, there was that's it. I guess from, all the, all the, the last high risk investment. It's high risk investments. The last one. High risk investment. Okay, so I did actually like this a lot. Again, playing Titan Transnational, I especially enjoyed this. Uh, high risk high risk investment is a five three, and then when you score it, you place one agenda counter on it. Again, you get two if you're playing Titan, um, and you can spend a click and one of those hosted agenda counters to gain one credit for each credit in the runner's credit pool. Yeah. Um, I did put th- I did put three of these in my uh, Titan Transnational deck, and I think the best payout I got was 12, which is pretty darn good for it, one click. I mean, that, that's astonishing. The only problem is you have to have a runner on 12 credits. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. By which I don't mean that entirely facetiously. I also mean, like, it means you have to be able to weather whatever they do with those 12 credits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but one of the, one of the things that's very nice is that sometimes if people are like digging for plascrete or aren't packing them or whatever, and they're just trying to stay on on sourceable by just massing up mountains of money, you can be like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna match how many credits you have plus the fifteen twenty I already had. Okay, so now I have fifty credits. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll use it again. I'll okay. Now I have eighty. Your turn. <laughs> it's, it's another way one of those games where it's just like money fight, and this is just a pretty this, yeah. This, 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 is, in the this is where you win the money fight (laughs) in terms of just like something which i'm sure has happened in netrunner already and it just makes me want to think someone somewhere has like just before they finish resing um reversed accounts played high risk investment so like the runner has 20 credits you take those 20 credits then you reverse their accounts to no credits (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i mean that's, that's the ideal circumstance i guess yes uh yeah that would make you pretty much a knob i mean at that point you're the winner of netrunner i think (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess you could also increase the payout you get from a medical research fundraiser where you get five credits the runner gets three use this to get more (laughs) on top of what they just got at some point there's going to be some faustian wayland card which is just like give the runner x money and for every money you do something awful happens yes (laughs) probably (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was cool. I would probably take this, at least depending on the deck, especially in Titan Transnational, I would take it over government contracts for sure. Right. Um, and then in, in other Wayland decks, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> yep, sure, I agree with you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> you'll either want high-risk investments or the cleaners or government contracts, depending on what you're doing, and it's nice to have the option of all three. Yeah. Also, yeah. My, friend, uh, my friend pointed out today, like, the amount of Wayland cards now, which are dudes grinning and leaning back, is... Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's kind of, it is a little out of control. Yeah, right? it's kind of the, the iconic... Uh, Wayland person. Yeah, yeah, that that should have been their logo. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a dude leaning back in a chair. douche leaning back in a chair just being like, yeah. I'm not sure anyone at Wayland does any work or if they do, then like... Oh, did you... I also saw on Reddit that um, everything except Grendel uh, of, of the Wayland IDs is a company Wayland has bought rather than a, like a subsidiary of Wayland. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've all, been, they've all been acquired, acquired and put in their consortium portfolio. Yeah, yeah that's a cool bit of trivia. I like that. I which, like which also makes sense why there's they have such a grab bag of influence of like influences of what they are yeah, yeah that yeah. makes a lot of yeah, sense yeah definitely now. yeah it's awesome um well if we want to roll over into asset land perhaps oh, right let me just turn the pages to oh. all of my assets <laughs> that, that binder sounds handy who uh, who who made those pages again Quit. well let me tell you jesse it was the good people <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god, you know what this means? It means we get to talk about Space Camp. I know, Space Camp. Uh, yes, I gotta space say, like that, that is the card. Yeah. That so, fun fact, when I was in grade four, I went to Space Camp. What? Did you also get put in a spacesuit and float around in zero-G like these kids? I did not. Um, the best we uh, got was what? you got hooked into a giant bouncy chair that simulates the amount of gravity on the moon, Oof. which was pretty cool. Okay. It's like this giant, it was like this giant harness thing that you kind of like sit on and then it's rigged on this huge ass spring to like the ceiling in this huge like 50 foot tall warehouse thing. And you can basically just like do they bounce do around do as they... if you're in moon gravity. Oh, just that sounds oh, wow. like it's how you execute someone. <laughs> <laughs> you will bounce until you die. <laughs> Crazy. It was pretty cool. And then you get, we uh, also got put in on my, um, uh, uh, one of the gi giant crazy gyroscope things to simulate like how many G's you get when you're leaving the planet and all that. Holy crap. Yeah. It was pretty cool for like a grade four kid. Yeah, I bet. I had to write a scholarship letter to, to get some funding to go because growing really? up we were super broke. <laughs> so that was the only <laughs> way we could afford it. I, I remember writing a section about Velcro and how important <laughs> it was to the space program. <laughs> Man, really? this, th this card really affects you then. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't put it in a deck yet, but I got fondness for Space Camp. Oh, uh, I put it. I, if people read the description of my Tier One Gagarin deck, it like it, right. it has a line whereby version zero point like nine 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 of the deck had two Space Camp, and like I was at fifty one cards and looking at the Space Camp and going, my my head is saying yes, but my heart is saying no. I, and, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I took them out. But remember how, like, ages back, you guys just wigged out about the art on interns because you liked it so much? Yes. Right, yeah. Like, the amount of stuff going on in the Space Camp art. Like, I love how... <laughs> This is going to sound weird. I love how strong and handsome the guy is. And, like, this tiny kid <laughs> is just having such a good time. I like, know. It's, the, the corporate... The best pieces of corporate art are the ones that... And they're doing this more and more now. It's, like, corporate propaganda. Like, it's so much better... Than in the core set where like, oh look, it's Hus Byroid and they're horrible and they're removing your eyes. Like, no, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think Netrunner is way more comfortable when all the corp cards show how awesome the corp is and all the runner cards show how horrible the corp is. Like, yeah, yes. yeah. And this and this card, I love I love the flavor of this card. Like the runner like breaks in and does all this illegal <laughs> stuff and it's like 
they're sending kids to space camp. And everyone's like, oh, like that's, come on. <laughs> yeah. What are you I doing? That's so it, like, sweet. <laughs> the court gets to advance ice because the runner is just like distracted, like looking in the wrong place kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh mm. God, we should, we should mention what this does. Yeah, what does uh, space, space camp, camp actually what do? Space camp even do? Uh, spa- oh, I'm so sorry if you're at home and you haven't seen the Order and Curse Bullets yet. Space <laughs> camp is a zero res cost asset, but ultimately it acts more like a shock. Yeah. whereby it is a card which you can trash and it goes into the archives, but wherever it's accessed from, so if they pull it out of your hand or R&D, or it's in your archives every time they run archives, you can place one advancement counter on a card that can be advanced. That's an agenda or a piece of ice. Um, which is great, because that saves you a click and a credit, yeah. which is... Talk about accelerating your game, holy yeah. cow. Or or if you were like slow advancing a Grendel refinery as like a bluff, but you're like, oh cool, I'll take four more credits. Yeah, Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's it's pretty it's pretty nasty. And like it's great it's just such a great thing to have in like one of in your trash. So they can't run off on the yeah. So they can't keep running and build up data sucker tokens. Yeah. Um, no, it's just great. And also it's worth mentioning that like thematically, Wayland. <laughs> Wayland isn't evil. Like, Jack Wayland's company, he's not evil because he's just, he's after money. Wayland destroys the Earth because they believe the Earth is already over. Like, you know, Wayland is just, uh, Wayland is trying to explore space. And I think that was, you know, in some Fantasy Flight articles where they were talking about how, like, Wayland are just, like, utilitarian. They're not bad. They're trying to do good, you know? Right, right. It's just that good may come at the cost of some small or large amount of stuff <laughs> or people yeah. some of that stuff might be you, you know? <laughs> um another asset that i've I, I obviously playing titan transnational got a lot of mileage out of is mark yale mr mark yale mark yale is an executive he is a he's a one res cost asset and so what he does is slightly goofy whenever you spend an agenda counter for any reason gain one credit and then you may trash Mark Yale or spend any agenda counter to gain two credits. And he's three credits to trash. So what this means is that when you're playing Titan Transnational and, you know, your hostile takeovers or whatever get this seemingly useless agenda counter on them, you can actually use Mark Yale to burn that agenda counter off. So you get two credits for his second ability, but... Using his second ability is still spending an agenda counter, so you get an extra credit from his first ability. So basically, every time you burn an agenda counter with Mark Yale, you just get three credits uh, for so Nels, free. Nels, can you tell me how much money I would make if I scored a firmware upgrades? Uh, if you just burn all those credits immediately, you get 12 credits if you're playing Titan Transnational. Wait, which surely- is- Eight, right? Hang on, I'm, I'm looking at the card. Now. Like it's two credits for an agenda counter, so yes, you get. But eight? you get, but you get one for if you're. Oh, sorry. If if you're spending, if you're not using the tokens for their ability on the card, if you're just feeding them to Mark Yale, his yeah. first ability also, also triggers. Procs? Okay, because you're still are spending me. Nope. Excuse me. You are shitting me. <laughs> yes, correct. So you you score a hostile takeover and you gain seven, and if you're playing Titan. That gets this extra counter, which so you, you again, which t- you then feed to Mark Yale for three more credits, so you get ten, 10 for one so bad wait. publicity. Nels, you're telling me that if I score a firmware upgrades, I then have the money to res two sand sands. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, if, if you're playing Titan, if you're not playing Titan, then it's still he, nine, Yale, which is and, still and nuts. Yale does lose a lot of his uh, punch if you're yes, not playing. Yes, yeah. Outside of Titan Transnational, it's he's he's not nearly as good. Um, I mean, he's still he's still pretty freaking great, but he's not 
as ludicrous, but in Titan, oh my God, it's so much money. And you can, and this isn't click abilities. So if you're like superstar for cash and they're about to make, or the runner just like siphoned you. So you lost all your credits and now they're running on some remote that now they can get into that. You don't have the money to raise that ice. You can just burn a bunch of agenda counters to now have enough money to raise some ice and keep your stuff safe. It's, when I first thought, I was like, okay, that's worded kind of weirdly. It, does, I mean, it seems all right. But then you put it in play and you're like, oh my God, it's so much money. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. That's yeah. absolutely crazy. Um, so the only asset that I've been playing with is Constellation Protocol, right. which is uh, zero to res, five to four, four. to trash, four to four trash. trash. Yeah. Which, is, which is a really good ratio, like whatever it does. <laughs> um, but what it does is if it's rezzed at the start of your turn or when your turn begins, you can move an advancement counter from one piece of ice to another piece of ice. So this would be a, probably a good time to mention the space ice nails. Uh, or should we do that later? Or how about we mention that this, we can use this for woodcutter? Because you're just moving. You're moving, right? It's fine. Is that right? Oh, you know what? No, Stop you're right. Okay. I need to go and build my woodcutter deck right now. <laughs> as long actually, as that woodcutter was res, yeah, you're right. Fine. Actually, we still can't do a woodcutter. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, woodcutter. Your oh, your your time is not now. Yes. So we can we can definitely seg into into the um the ice that advances that reduces its res cost when it's advanced. So I think. We should come up with it with a name for it. So space ice has been bandied around a bit. That's okay. I don't. I don't like its mouthfeel. I've got it <laughs> right because it's got, got it. it's got like, no, it's Quint got the, it's it. got the say, say, like well, I mean, right in a row. I say I've got it. It's a bit long. I don't know if you guys can handle it. Galactic ice. So it's either so that is excellent. It was in my um, when in my head I was thinking it's either. Because you don't want to say constellation, because constellation does those are all those ice that already exist. That's like Virgo and Gemini and all this stuff, right? right yeah. Okay. So it's not constellation. I thought it was zodiac ice. Those could be zodiac as well. Okay. Yeah. But I like. Yeah, but, I like yeah. zodiac. But none of these ice are constellations. None of them are. So <laughs> they're like. Yeah. So they're that like, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, okay. So either galactic is awesome or cosmic. Ooh. Oh no, yours wins. Yeah. Yeah. Because it also evokes cosmic encounter. Am I right in saying that Terminal Seven coined Zodiac Ice? Because that's what I use. Maybe. Maybe. It's not on the I, card. You know what? I actually think White Tree and Black Tree was us. It might be. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, or maybe I'm just really arrogant and think. <laughs> oh, <I hope> so. <laughs> no, no. Nels is right. Okay. All Netrunner. Uh, all Netrunners. If you listen to this, the word cosmic ice is what's used for Perfect. space ice, which can be advanced. <laughs> I should explain. This pack has um, three pieces of ice, which are. Asteroid belt. For, oh, sorry, sorry. Orion. Got, Orion. Yes. So it has um, asteroid belt, um, nebula, and wormhole, which are a barrier, code gate, and sentry. They all do different things, which, which they either stop you or they trash a program or they resolve a subroutine on another piece of ice. Let's talk about that later. And then Orion's the big piece of ice, which costs 15 to res and does all three. Because if you know space at all, an asteroid belt and a nebula and a wormhole, if you add them together, they make an Orion. That's just a fact. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just Wait, Is that actually <laughs> true? What? Yes, no, it's yeah. true. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's entirely true. So, um, no, it's not. I'm sorry. I, I don't know you. I don't know. Is there right? I'm the right constellation, which is which is the one, the one of these that is a constellation. It could be made up of like an asteroid belt, a wormhole, and a nebula. I wish. Okay, God, you're being so sweet right now. No, I was being a prick. I'm sorry. Okay. So, oh, honey. Uh, but the thing with all of this ice is it's slightly too expensive. Like, asteroid belt is a six cost, uh, six nine strength cost, barrier. Sorry. No, sorry, sorry. As a six-drink barrier, it within the run, it should cost six. Like that's the maths of the game. It actually costs nine, but all space ice for every world we can on it. <laughs> Let's uh, try that again. Oh, all cosmic ice, Jesus <laughs> yes, Christ! Yes, all cosmic ice. Oh, that's going to take some work. 
is, has the res cost reduced by three for every advancement counter on it. So if you have three advancement counters on an asteroid belt, you get a six strength barrier for free. If you have five counters on an Orion, you get a nine, eight, no, an eight strength barrier sentry code gate that trashes a program, resolves another sub, and ends the run. God, I've been talking for ages. I'm sorry. That took that took far too long. Ah, no, I I, th I think the 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 level of explanation is entirely in line with how exciting it is. Because mm -hmm. all four of these pieces of ice are awesome. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, asteroid belt is like the most straightforward, right? Like, it's really high strength and ends the run. Cool. Um, wormhole is very interesting. Uh, I did get burned with it the other day when the first two pieces of ice I drew were both wormholes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're, you're... And then I was playing so against... So you can resolve another subroutine on the wormhole that lets you resolve another subroutine on the wormhole, which lets you... Does that just crash the game? If it was a video game, I feel like it would bug. I wish. Just... I wish that's what happened. It goes to the net, uh, Netrunner's kill screen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also playing against Leela Patel, so I was trying. Oh, I was advancing Jesus. these things to get their cost down, <laughs> but then she just managed to score an agenda, because also my R&D was just barfing up agendas that game. And of course, I wasn't resing the ice because it's just wormholes, so it doesn't do anything. So then I'd put like two or three advancements on it, she just bounce it back into my HQ, and I'm like, oh, that stuff is gone, and then everything, oh. I was very sad. That's amazing. Um, oh, but God. In, yeah, wormhole of the three, wormhole is definitely the most um, potentially complicated, I guess, in that literally it's only subroutine is resolve a subroutine on another piece of res dice. Right. That yes, doesn't so mean copy the effects over to this card or anything like that. It literally means make the sub on that other piece of ice fire. Right. Yes, so the Gagarin deck that I built has uh, data ravens and uh, wormholes, so that if you've got a data raven rev, res, you can oh. place... You can you get that... What happens is then wormhole becomes a strength 6 code gate with a trace 2. If the trace fires, then you place the power counter on data raven, and then you can spend ah. that data raven, the power counter from data raven but to you, tag them. But you don't get the interaction of when you encounter data raven. No, you don't get the interaction. Yeah, okay. yeah. Take a okay. tag when you encounter Oh, man, raven. I had cool, about I like that. that. That's awesome. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, you guys mentioned before the cost was on, like, it's pretty fun with universal connectivity fee. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right, right. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, that... Because, like, you know, if, you re if the runner is tagged and you resolve the universal connectivity fee, it trashes the copy of that that's resed on the board, not wormhole. Right, yeah. yeah. Which, Which is, is interesting. Cool. Um, yeah, so uh, to tie this all the way back, um, this is constellation protocol then means that you use the route or you just advance one of your pieces of space ice, you res it for free or for three credits or whatever. And then you can use constellation, you can res constellation protocol and start slowly ferrying those counters from res space ice to unres space ice. And I tell you what, basically space ice is all roughly the strength what? of a uh, toll I'm, I'm sorry, what kind of ice? Oh, cosmic ice. Oh my <laughs> <Yes>. god. <laughs> You're going to have to unlearn cosmic, it. <laughs> cosmic ice, cosmic ice, cosmic ice, cosmic <laughs> Basically, cosmic <laughs> ice is the strength of a toll booth, like all of it. So yeah. very yeah. quickly you can get into a situation where you have like four or five toll booths rest on the board. Yeah, yeah. and it's just... Which, which so, is pretty good. Yeah, um, I think Asteroid Belt, Wormhole, Nebula are all awesome. What do you think about Orion? Let's let's say what Orion is. Yes. So j just to just to refresh. Yep. Orion is sentry, uh, Koge, and barrier. All the types. All the types. Unique. That's the that's the kicker. I think. Yes. Res cost of fifteen. Strength eight. Influence three. Orion can be advanced just like the cosmic ice and get a three discount per advancement token. Yep. And it has all the subs of the previous one, Nebula and. Uh, Whatnot. So trash one program, resolve a subroutine on another piece of res dice, and end the run. 
I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. I think what I like the most about it is that it has three subroutines because previously um, uh, David has been pissing me off. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Da so David obviously spends a you can spend a counter on David to break a subroutine on a piece of ice with strength five or greater. So with something like Tollbooth or um, you know uh, what's her name Suz Suzanu Susano oh no Mikoto whatever yes. her name is uh, has one sub. Orion has three. That's pretty great. That's mm -hmm. your entire David. And if you're resing it for free, that's a pretty good exchange. Yeah. 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 Would you would you put in? I can't remember. In your deck, did you have two copies of this guy or just one? No, I had two copies in the first draft, and that's fine. But um, it's a novelty. Like it's right. I don't know. It's like um, you know all those decks that run one of Shinobi. Like I think you want one of Orion because it's a special case. The thing that I do have in the deck description though is um, Orion's funny because. It's out of night range. Like, it's a really awful thing to hit someone with. Oh, like, yeah. It's archer level ah, bad. Yes. Especially if you've got a nebula out so you can do two trash programs and then the run. Like, that's monstrous. So, while you could advance it five times, um, then you telegraph that it's an Orion, right? So, you want to advance it three times so it looks ah, like an asteroid belt and then yes, res it for yes, six. Yes. But, are you ready for the good bit? That means you can take an asteroid belt and advance it five times. And they think it's an Orion, oh. <laughs> um, which is neat because like, okay, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, then they fem it. Either they fem it, which is great for you, um, or they like uh, you know don't ever run on it, which is great for you, or they build up shitloads of money before they run on it, which is great for you. Like it's a great exchange no matter what. Right. Just use and, the constellation protocols to mess with them, basically. Yeah, and then you can move, and then once it's finally resed and its its true nature is revealed, you can still move those <laughs> counters with the constellation protocol, and everything's still hunky dory. Yep. Oh, yeah, man, absolutely. that's good. Cool. It's a lot of fun. So I think, yeah, what Orion, one off, great. Why not? Yeah, sweet. Well, there's also another very synergistic piece of ice that works quite well with all of these cosmic ice, which is Builder. Right. So mm. Builder is an interesting cat. <laughs> it is a two res cost. Oh, sorry. Yeah, two res cost, four strength code gate. And it um, once it is res, you can spend a click to move it to be the outermost position on any server, period. And then it has two subroutines, both of which are add an advancement token to any other piece of advanceable ice in this server. So if you've got builder up, and then either the runner chooses not to break it or whatever, you can basically get a six credit discount on any other cosmic ice in that server. Hmm. And you can keep ferrying it around, which is pretty nice. I, I used it a little bit, and I found that it's great inside job protection. Yeah. Or even... Oh, that's cool, yeah. I, and I was like that when you move it to the piece of the outermost, that server can be like a six stack. Oh, and yeah. It's, and it's a free move. It's not doesn't cost you five credits. Correct. Yeah, the fact that you can throw it in front of a remote, they run and res it, and it does nothing the first time, but then you can click to move it somewhere else and save yourself some money. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, mm. and it, and it too, and it like the credit swing there, if the runner is going to break it, is really nice. Mm, like, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's better than Mine Layer. Um, but for me, I, I just know it's like... Maybe I have a limited number of cheap ice slots in my deck. Right. And for me, I know there's going to be games where like my opening hand is one piece of ice and it's this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you are very sad. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's hard to justify it over another economy asset, but... I'm not a good player, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know if it's actually that good either, but it was one of those things where initially I was like, this doesn't seem that cool. And then I actually put it in, I'm like, eh. if, it, if it goes off and they keep running, you save yourself six credits and you do that once or twice, that's pretty good. Man. I'm kind of looking at it closely for the first time in the uh, in my binder, which is made by Ultra Pro. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
Um, but what's cool about it looks like they got the same artist to do it as who did the space ice, and it's like little beetles building a fabric of space. That sentence change the grammar in that sentence so it makes sense. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it looks like they're building a little nebula, and that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, was there any other eye of this? OMC I think we, I ice? think I think we gotta talk about the illicit code gate tracer. Yeah, oh, all right, all right. It's a checkpoint, which is basically like swatting someone. I think. <laughs> right? Is that so? Yeah, that's fair. That's probably about right. Yep. It's what's, a, it, what's it do, Jesse? It's a res four, uh, Cogate tracer illicit strength seven. Oh, influence two. When you res checkpoint, take the one bad pub because you're doing something terrible. It does one sub. <laughs> it's a trace five, which is no slouch. If successful, do three meat damage when this run is successful. You know what? Actually, this is like the most true to real life ice I've just realized. It's like, why do you get bad publicity for like, you're trying to hack into my computer and we'll send police to your house? Yeah. <laughs> I guess because the police shoot you immediately, but like, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the flavor's great because it's Valencia, uh, the, the reporter. Oh, yeah, and she says, I passed right through one once. It didn't seem to do anything at first. It wasn't until I jacked out that I realized they were bursting down the door of my apartment. That seems like a, a fair thing to do to a hacker, though. Like, I'm still not sure about the bad part. You, you had it coming. Yeah, totally. So this, so this is basically like, I'm paying four for a seven-strength code gate. You're going to want to jack out after yeah. this. So, so yeah, yeah. The, the, if the trace is successful, the runner can avoid the damage just by, like, jacking out and saying, oh, crap, I, I, won't, I will not make this run be successful. Right. Mm. But I mean, I think... Oh, please, Nels. So I was going to say, th then you stop the run for four credits, and now you have a seventh strength code gate. That, yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, this is it. It's like, it's it's funny. It's a really interesting piece of ice, like, because if they actually want to break it, it is disgustingly good. Like, a seven strength <laughs> century for four bucks, that's great. But then, similarly, like, it doesn't stop them. Like, they, they can just walk They can just eat it. Yep, yeah. they could, yep. And if you've amassed... So the one thing I've noticed about bad publicity... Um, I've and we'll get to this later. But I've been playing Valencia a lot. Is um, the uh, the bad pub can make tracing ice really, really, really garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, fortunately, this guy's like a trace five. I think which that's is, why it had, they had to make it. A yeah, trace which, is, five. which is huge. Um, but yeah, it definitely makes it so that like if if you've got the one bad pub from this and then another couple from a hostile takeover or a you know geothermal fracking or whatever and then the runner can just be like oh, i'll just pay two credits to you know what i look trace. at when i see this card i see like a neural katana that gives bad pub when you res it and it's not and it's a trace as well it's not even a mandatory three meat yeah yeah and but like I, i'm sure i'm wrong <laughs> to do <laughs> right. that i but. think if you've got like if if you're planning to be amassing but also shedding a lot of bad publicity, if you're not doing the thing where it's like I'm just gonna get like seven bad publicity and I don't care, if the idea is to like accrue some but then shed it with you know veterans protocol, veterans program or Elizabeth Mills yeah. or whatever, then this is really really good. Right. Yeah. I mean maybe it's good out of no oh, no I was gonna say blue sun but of course the stupid thing about illicit ice and blue sun is you get the bad pop and then you pick Every it up every single time. time. Yeah. Every time. Yep. It's a shame, because I was just thinking how good um, Elizabeth Mills would be in Blue Sun, because you res her, lose the bad pub, and then pick her up again. Right. Yep. I mean, I, you could just, you, you, just because you can pick your ice up, you don't have to. I mean, you'd only be getting four, ba <laughs> four creds back for this thing anyway, so yeah, you could it's just, just really cheap. leave I think it and shed the bad pub. I think it's probably one of the more, uh, like, power, like, strength-to-cost yeah. code gate swings that I've, I've, I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. It, it's that it's having to break it that's the pain in the ass. It's like the Zodiac Ice in that respect. Mm -hmm. Like, Yes. It's not that good, but also if they do want to break it, it's going to suck. It sucks. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Were there any other pieces of ice that really, uh, really lit I y'all's think, fire? What do oh. you guys think about? Oh, that wasn't what? even on purpose. No. Oh wow! <laughs> it was. No. It was. That was, a, that was a class A segue. So let's do yours first. Yeah, we should talk about it, Jesse. Firewall. Yeah. Okay. Firewall is. No. <laughs> there's, there's, the, yeah. Tell us what firewall is, Quinns, because. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was just going to be like, yay, Netrunner finally has a firewall. Because yeah. it's been years. Firewall is just pure whale and muscle. It's a five-cost barrier that's five strength, and it can be advanced, and it's got a, a one sub that's end the run. It's yep. just And when it's advanced, it gains strength. Yes, sorry. Yeah, it's, like it's like ice wall. It's like yeah. ice wall. It's like ice wall's much bigger, uh, burnier brother. It's like it's like a you know b- what? You, you like Bastion. Now you got a even mon- more monster barrier. We are very slowly learning, like because it was quite abstract at first, but now we're learning the hard scientific rules of, of cyberspace and Netrunner. I, fire is five times stronger than ice, <laughs> unless <laughs> it becomes slightly more advanced, and then it's as strong as an asteroid belt. It's like an equation. You yeah. could like work it all That's out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yes, definitely that. That's some that's some beautiful mind stuff right there. <laughs> I think so. I mean, if, do you guys have anything to say about Firewall aside from I, like thumbs up? It's neat. I, yeah, it's I, good. I, it's, it's, it's it's really powerful. And with all this uh, cosmic ice ice foolery and all this other stuff, the runner's gonna be like, hmm, like on every one of your crazy bluffs and advancements. It's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be a lot of fun. And it's like getting that ice wall powered up on. With 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 an agenda counter, just cool. But how much more cool would it be if it had that much more punch? Yeah, mm. I think constantly if you have the space ice, a firewall or two is just a lovely thing because it's kind of hard to make sure the constellation protocols are always ticking something over. But if you are always moving things to a firewall when you're not using them, yep. it's just still to make it the strength ludicrous. of that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I. The, the piece of ice I was going to say, just in closing, I think searchlight's pretty cool. I think it's, mm. I think it, I think it's good. I, th- I've always thought that hunter. Remember that piece of oh, ice yeah. in the closet? Oh, yeah. Old classic hunter, one for four <laughs> strength. What? Yeah, it's yep. like the best res to century strength thing. And I think searchlight is like hunter, but even better. And I think both cards are good out of Wayland, but we don't see them much. Right. Like Wayland always splashes Daisy Raven, and I think Hunter and Searchlight are like if you don't have the influence or you want even more tracing ice, they're both good. I think. Am I mad? Do you like Searchlight? <laughs> I think Searchlight's good. Searchlight is a one cost, three strength sentry oh, tracer. So no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We always forget it too. Uh, and Observer as well, which is a new sub. I don't know. I, I haven't seen a lot of. I observer. think there are a few other things that okay, have the I Observer. Think, I think Hunter, is Hunter an Observer? No, is it? I don't know. Not too sure. Anyways, Searchlight can be advanced. X is the number of advancement tokens on Searchlight. And it has two subs. This is like a pup. This Woo! is strong. It's one cost, three strength, two subs. Wow. And it's each sub is trace X. If successful, give the runner one tag. Yeah, that's so, huge. So even if it's not, ad- if, even if it doesn't have any advancement tokens on it, those traces still, still fire, fire at trace correct. zero. Yeah, which is nice. I mean, I'm just thinking about like you know, if the runner just happens to be broke, like I don't know, and to just face checks this, and you have some money, they can end the turn with two tags, and that sucks, man. And that's that is four, four yeah. credits and two clicks to clean that is yep. awful. And dirt cheap for those subs. I love that bargain. Like Pup is one of my most more recent favorite cards, and this this is a this is a same kind of. I wonder Swing. if this is the Wayland pup. Like, I think it kind of is. Uh, yeah. the Wayland pup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it doesn't die instantaneously to parasite, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you just throw one advancement counter on it, if the runner has zero link, they're paying two credits to get through every time. And but it's better than that because if they let those trade, sorry, they're paying two credits every time if they have the same amount of money as you. Yeah, because or if, if you, you just muscle money, it, then yeah. suddenly you just muscle it. Yeah, yep. and yeah. then if they're Andromeda, you advance it twice. 
<laughs> got a hand on it. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I did kind of glaze over it initially, but that is cool. I mean, if you, if you want to, like, especially if you have Constellation Protocol, and then again, you can pull your tokens off of Res Cosmic Eyes to just keep juicing this yeah, yeah. guy up. I guess it's better out of, again, Gagarin, because, um, you know, you want Wayland decks with no bad pub. And right. that's a kind of new style of Wayland that you'll mostly see out of Gagarin because Gagarin needs to keep, for the remote play, it needs to have no bad pub. Yeah. Obviously. No. Cool. Yeah, I, I like it. it. All right. Um, operations? Ooh, let's, cool. talk, let's talk about that the, the beastly current that Wayland got. <laughs> oh, yes. Holy crap. What's that now? What's that now? Housekeeping. Housekeeping is two credits to res, it, uh, to, to play, I guess. It, and it is indeed a current. It is a gray ops for the two cards that that matters for. Um, like obviously like every other current it stays in play until the runner scores an agenda or another current is played and what this does is that the first time the runner installs a card each turn he or she must trash one other card from his or her grip sounds like it sucks yeah, yeah <laughs> what pretty annoying <laughs> what a turn one play <laughs> yeah if you can drop that on turn one and just be like and then I will play housekeeping I will put an ice here I'll put an ice here go Ugh. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, it's 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 just kind of annoying, which is sort of what you want a persistent effect like housekeeping, like like any current to be. Right. Um, it's it's three influence, which is a lot, but obviously in a Jinteki damage deck, <laughs> this is also don't do that, Nels. <laughs> <laughs> Nels, Nels okay, no we're we're saying it now. Nels isn't allowed to build that deck. <laughs> yeah, no, you can let other people build it, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just I mean, it's, it's just a dick move. <laughs> you know, like you know the, all those super modernism and like Wayland decks where often they just have like twenty money. Like just put in three housekeeping and you'll have a little less money, but the tempo hit the runner will suffer because like they always need cards high, they need you know uh, money and they need breakers to get through all your piddly like ice walls and stuff. Yeah. I think it's I think it's so good. Yeah. Like super modernism or just standard Wayland, just three copies of housekeeping. I really think so. Yeah. Like they drop a corroder and all of a sudden they lose an account siphon. That's fine. <laughs> totally. I mean, I guess they'd have to throw it on purpose. They'd be nuts if they threw that away. Yeah, but it, good decks, man. Good decks. Like you end up with everything is everything is good. You don't want to lose anything. Everything. Yeah. 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 Ah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. I, uh, I I definitely like it a lot. I think um, it's great. What else? What other operations are cool operations? There's, well, should we talk about patch and sub boost? Yeah, I think I think patch and sub boost are really cool cards, especially yes. with cards that exist like Lotus Field and Architect, like that kind of thing. Like, so patch is a zero cost operation condition, which is uh, interesting. Install patch on a res piece of ice as a hosted condition counter with the text "host ice has plus two strength." Which means like, oh, this is now out of Yogg range, or the yep. or your mimic can't hurt my my uh, swordsman or something. Oh yeah. man, yeah, wow, okay, yes, that is yeah, <laughs> dropping that on swordsman, but it's still under David range. Ah uh, yes. Ooh. <laughs> oh man, okay, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> and, 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 and I actually love the art. It's actually the archer arrow, but it's just like it's sort of the archer apple, and it's got like three arrows through it right. in each well, slice. Hang on. But this is because like um. Okay, if I'm following the art correctly, so there was Archer originally, which is what, like a bow hitting a. Wait, hang on. Like, can you guys remind me what the Archer art is? It's it's a, it's, a, it's an apple getting yes, hit by a bow. Yes, it's an apple getting pierced, pierced. and then. Uh, okay, so what's on the sh then yeah, what's on the sharpshooter art? 
isn't sharpshooter an apple shaped thing? <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, I think it's getting pierced again or something, maybe? Yeah, okay. I want to say that, like, it's something like sharp. If you look at all three pieces of art, it's like a comic strip because it's like first there was Archer, then the shape has developed sharpshooter to kill Archer, and now. Um, with this, Archer is patched, so Sharpshooter can't kill it without paying credits or something. I swear, I, I, I think you need to now buff Sharpshooter to kill Archer. I've not <laughs> said the words enough that they've all lost meaning to me, so I don't know. Uh, but I want to patch my Archer. I want a strength 6 entry. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Patch an Orion. Why not? <laughs> Make it strength 10. Just yeah. do it. Just God. Yeah, I mean, like, that, the, the, one, the one time is if you're playing it against Anarch and you're really, really sad, is if you boost up one of your nice ice into David range. But if something's mm. already outside of that range or won't be in it either way, like, God, Swordsman plus Swordsman plus Patch, wow. Patchman. Patchman, Patchman. deck. We called it. <laughs> Patchman <laughs> deck. That is um, definitely nice. Can we also... It's really nice, by the way. I'm just looking now, but... Um, it's really cool how uh, all the pieces of ice in this, in this are all, like, not strength four. Like strength four and <laughs> not not admin the, food, yeah. Not yes. the numbers admin is at. Like there's a really healthy spread of ice from like three all the way through to eight, which is cool. Yeah, mm, yeah. There, there's probably I think this pack doubled the amount of strength seven ice that are in the game. Wow. Probably cool. Really? Leave leave, wow. leave it to Wayland. There aren't a ton, right? There's like there's um, cell portal, Susano, Nomikoto. And no I'm way do you know two? those off the top of your head. No, no actually, no, he's not looking at anything, so he's just rain manning this thing. Yeah, my my brain is a is a horrible field of this. There, there, I'm probably forgetting some, but there aren't a lot. <laughs> you um, hope. So, <laughs> so it's nice that there are a bunch more now. That just like yeah, that that ice strength diversity is there and totally rad. Mm. Um. So the other patch ice, the other condition ice is um neutral. So it's a toy for everybody. Jesse, you didn't do this already, did you? No, 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 no. Sub boost, okay. correct? Sub boost. Yep. It's got a picture of um, uh, I, uh, like an eagle with a, a man's torso. No, it's. it's and, I, like, I'm pretty spears. sure it's an it's, it's enigma. Oh, good, great, thanks. Because it was weird until now. <laughs> um, so the text reads: Install sub boost on a rest piece of ice as a hosted condition counter with the text "host ice gains barrier and end the run after all other subroutines." And now. I, I I will rarely say a word wrong against Fantasy Flight, but the best thing about Sub Boost was the preview they did about a month ago. Where, oh yeah, um, <laughs> where they uh, they were talking about all the cool new cards coming in order in Chaos, and they said now with Sub Boost you can throw it on a piece of ice like um, uh, Universal Connectivity Fee, uh, which doesn't actually have a type, so you can't break it with a corroder or a you know. And, and now suddenly it has in the run, they can't type. break it. Yeah, but now and it has a type. <laughs> The entire community went. Hang on, doesn't it now gain barrier? Because that's what the card says. Yeah, it was. It was a wonderful moment where, like, Oops. every netrunner or player in the world kind of went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it uh, is cool. Like, like the thing where it's really, really good is it transforms ice that people can kind of ignore into something that they actually have to deal with. So, like, it also makes biroids suck. Oh yeah. man! Oh, because yeah. suddenly, like, all those pieces of ice, like uh, Heimdall two and Itchy two, or even Heimdall's and Itchy's. Like now, you have to click again, or with the Heimdall two, you have to click twice more. You know, it's, it's and you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can't. Like it's just yeah, yeah very very cool. Yeah. What what's the best piece of ice to put it on? What's the highest strength thing that does not? Oh, troll is good because then troll becomes a thing where you have to give up a click and then you have to break it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, or even even stuff that like has high strength or low rush cost. Like you slap one of these on a hunter. Yep. You got a you got a four strength oh, in the yeah. run Ooh. tracing tagging thing. Yeah, searchlight. searchlight, boom, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Then searchlight becomes a th yeah, three subroutine thing. Yeah. Oh, ew, ew. even even like 
yeah, I I I kind of like this on the smaller stuff than the bigger stuff. Like like pop ups and weird things like that. Yeah, yeah, like anything that gets more subs. <laughs> yeah, like 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 a pop, like, a pop, yeah, like that. Like they're, they're that's not. Gonna, it's going to be so low. So they the can't. artist's interpretation of a pop up window that's been sub boosted and is now barricaded. <laughs> a super pop up window. Oh, it just turns into bonsai buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most annoying garbage thing. They're like, I got a oh, final pay to get rid of it. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, do we want to roll over into into the land of upgrades? Oh, uh, sorry. I'm just I'm flipping through my Ultra Pro binders, and um, it says here, <laughs> and, and, uh, and it's like silk, right? It's like the smoothest it, it, page. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's it's so smooth. Look, can you even hear that? You probably can, but that's because it's a satisfying crunch. Uh, it's good with all the zodiac ice, and also, uh, all right, yes, because the zodiac ice is just a, a shitty subroutine, but really high strength. It's great. Yeah, do mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, those are all nasty too. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, were there any other operations we want to talk about? We can talk about this cheeky uh, traffic accident. Oh, okay, traffic accident. Okay, yeah, traffic. I forgot about that. Yep, it is. It is. It is. It is cheeky. It is definitely cheeky. Cheeky is the right word for it. What is? What does it do? <laughs> it's a. It's a cheeky car crash. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cheeky car crash. <laughs> it's a zero cost operation. It's a black ops. Uh, play only if the runner has at least two tags due to meat damage. Traffic was murder. <laughs> one 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 splash, which means our tag store MBN friends will probably opt in. Because how cool is breaking news into traffic accidents? It's like <laughs> breaking beautiful. Breaking news, your car just crashed. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's alert. Like, it's, you are dead. <laughs> it, it's so perfect. Yeah. Um. But I I was looking at this card and uh, it is tough to land those two tags. Yeah. If you don't reliably, if the runner hasn't basically said that screw it I'm just gonna go tag me or you aren't doing mid-seasons like getting them with one tag okay yeah sure getting two though it's, 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 it's a tall order it's a tall order yeah which yeah. is why See, it's gonna be I think it's gonna be seen sorry in 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 NBN tag storm or yeah. other especially at only one influence yeah what what, what I, queens go I was just thinking like it's exactly what I was saying with Argus before like the, the way the game is shaped currently meat damage kills you it doesn't sort of nip at you and like just, have you guys played many games where, like, you've got the Scorch in hand and you're like, oh, I just don't have enough money? Like, the decks that run Scorch, like, they can get the money. They can get three credits to do, I don't know. I don't know, guys. You I said, just don't. Yeah, so, so, Quinn, you're saying that you you don't see me damage as, like, a death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. You see, like, no, not yet. A, 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 I mean, a knockout punch. Like, that's what... Yeah, exactly. And the, that's because, I mean, and I'm expecting the game to change because, holy crap, uh, like, Fantasy Flight ever good at making old cards relevant again. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, just the, my favorite thing about the design of, of Netrunner, and there are a lot of things to like. It says, but, says, um, says three pad campaigns and new deck Quins, right? Like, <laughs> like how, how, there you go. How cool is that? You know, the original version had melanges in it as well, because, like, you don't want to check... Yeah, anyway. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, all meat damage in this game is, like, super conditional. Like, look at the, what the conditions are on Checkpoint versus the conditions on Neural Katana. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so much worse. And so this kind of little nibbly, kind of nothing meat damage, like, I just don't see the point in it. Like, run Scorch, kill a dude, don't crash his car to do, right. like, nothing. I mean, the, so, yeah, I think in Tag Storm decks, it's definitely good, um... Just like even if you're just knocking a couple cards out of the runner's hand, so that they but, have they have to. But if it but if it was scorched, then you'd be knocking out more cards. You oh know? yeah, I mean like if you if you don't have the influence, right? Like if the point is not to necessarily go for the kill, but you, you just kinda, you, you want like a PSF lock, or yeah, something. something like that, or like keep them relatively low, um, so that they have to draw up, which means they can't also get credits and do <laughs> other tricky things. 
I mean, I guess there are those moments where runners will account siphon you on their last click because they know you go down to zero credits, so you can't scorch them. Right. Yeah. And now you can uh, crash their car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on their way home. On their way home. <laughs> They're like, the yeah. I mean, and obviously, we'll get into. Um, uh, I've I've had worse when we when we're next episode when we're talking about all the anarch stuff right but like this can be kind of useful to try to like I like yeah fish I actually that out I actually beat I actually beat Nels on Octagon by scoring a Vulcan cover up that was basically the only thing that set the game apart is you lost your two key key cards yes from 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 uh, from from two meat damage which is a car crash which is like a, <laughs> right it just it sucks when the runner loses card and meat damage is another way of doing that yeah yeah it's, a more, a more yeah. conditional way but yeah. Yeah. Mm, you know what? This could be one of those the the millionth time ever that I've seen something in Netrunner and gone no, and then I used <laughs> to it like so hard and go okay, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I I think it's definitely not a thing you just throw in because like oh man, this is gonna be rad always. I think it has it could be interesting, but also I was not champing at the bit to slam it into a million decks no. either. Um, upgrades. Right, we did get some upgrades, didn't we? Yeah, we got we got we, we, we did get one new sysop. Which is which is actually actually a pair of new sysops. Oh, that's right. The, oh yeah, the twins. Um, it's yeah, uh, like all other sysops, they're an upgrade. Uh, it's two to res, and two to trash. And so their ability is when the twins are resed, uh, whenever the runner passes a resed piece of ice protecting this server, you may reveal and trash another copy of that ice from HQ to force the runner to encounter the piece of ice just passed again. And the flavor text is anything worth doing is worth doing twice. Nice. Which, but Nels, I've heard that flavor text before. Where? Oh, <laughs> on Deja Vu in the corset, which is also about a thing happening again. It's just layers of this layers. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, and the twins are also one influence. Um, so obviously an amazing place to put the twins is in a foundry deck. Yep. Because you are always going to have another copy of that ice assuming they're not all, all already on the board. Right. Um, the bummer is, is that with the foundry, and maybe this just means you kind of have to do a different kind of foundry deck, but you're probably wanting to, at least when I play the foundry, it was next ice, which you don't want to throw away any copies of because nope. the more of it's, it's res, the better it gets. Grail. And Grail Ice. Which is the same thing. Where you don't want to throw <laughs> it away because it's add sub. So it's kind of like, I mean, what I did have in there was a couple other like utility pieces of ice, like, Eli's and architects and even a even an each even a pair of Ichis. So something like that where it's like, okay, I mean with all the bioroids, right? They they click through and you're like, oh actually do it I again. Could, I can see that being good. But, but now you don't have any clicks. <laughs> oh no, sorry. And and so correct me if I'm wrong, but so rudder passes a res. Is that the same thing as bypasses? No. No. No, no that just means that like thing. they're done with it either for, way. For example, I inside job you, you res a Janus, I go over to the inside job. Can you... Yes, twins? if I had another Janus, I could be like, oh, I will trash it, and now you will encounter that Janus. Even though you inside jobbed it. Yes. What about... Okay. And Femme, too? Yep, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it's literally just like, the or, or if it's ice that doesn't end the run and just does damage. Yep. And as long it's as like, they're oh, like, double okay, Nero Katana, finally. finally. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you had one Katana on the board and another one in your hand, you totally could. Yep. So... Oh, I've totally just lost my question. What's the t <laughs> to make this incredibly boring for a second? How, where are the timing windows on this? Is there a timing window? Do you have to res the twins before they encounter the first piece of ice? That's a good uh, question. When actually. they're encountering it, so there's okay, so there's you a resin at the same time that you're resing the ice, and is there a jack yeah, out window? Kind of like Caprice. Okay, and is there a jacking out window after they pass the first piece before they have to encounter it again? 
No, no, no. You, yeah. you're, you're gonna sting okay. them regardless. Yep. Okay. So like, it's. Gr I think I totally agree that it's great out of biroids. I the foundry's useful, but I don't know if I like. Uh, yeah, because yeah, okay. you have all those ice that the more copies of it, the better you have. I mean, for like those handful of other utility ice in the foundry. I mean, maybe it means you can run a foundry deck that isn't next and grail ice, but is some is more bioroidy stuff. But you also have three copies of the twins to make it so that like basically every one of your remotes actually has twice right. as much ice on it. And that might actually I'm, be a huge pain in the ass. I'm guessing you guys know you've heard how this interacts with Kamainu. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. does it? It kills you. Uh, Right. Uh, well, kind of. So, like, let's say you pass the. Like, you've got five cards in hand. Yeah. Um, and then they res the Kamainu and the twins. So there's five subroutines on the Kamainu that each say do one net damage. You break the Kamainu, then you have to encounter that Kamainu again. But Kamainu says. Oh right, the one on the board. It, uh, no, sorry, what? Say, say that again. Now? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's 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 the. It's not like they're virtually it's not encountering. It's the, it's the, it's on the, the board, one that's yeah. on the board. So Which sorry, means oh, it, had, I see. it had five subroutines for the rest of the run, right? So that still has again, five subroutines. So then it gains another five. Oh for the five my cards god! So you're just, yeah, you're just dead. So it has a. It's a ten subroutine Kamainu, Yeah. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. We, that is that is a that is a douche move. I mean, that's that's a that's not just a douche move. That's a kill deck, and it's like the same with uh -huh. you know Nero Katana. Like if they run on Jinteki unprepared, right? It's 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 doable, you know. That's I think it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's cool. I think, I, I think like, yeah, you'd, I think you'd need, a, you'd need a pretty robust hand, because you always want the tools. You always want to be able to have that double ice right. influence. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, very, uh, it's, a neat, it's, a, it's a neat card. I, I definitely think I like this the best out of the foundry, and I like making them encounter an itchy again. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Even, even like double archer, because people can get through that archer with that one fairy. Right. And you're like, son of a bitch. But at least yeah, finally, yeah. like, I'll, I'll chuck a fairy so I can actually hit you with the damn thing. Yeah, and you yeah. probably don't want to have multiple archers on the board probably anyway, because then that means you've got to sacrifice all your freaking... There, that, that's actually, true, yeah. There was a game I was playing the other day where I was playing against uh, a criminal, and then I had, I had a nice... I kept trying to bait them into running on my central server, because it was a uh, nebula and an archer... And they like they were playing Leela, so they kept bouncing the Nebula back in my HQ. And I'm like, oh, just just run on R and D, because <laughs> I had this other rush in my hand. I'm like, I'm not gonna put it down. They had the fairy, um, but yeah, if I had this, oh man, that would have been a good time. You know what? What card we just talked about works well with this is Patch, um, like because they're encountering the exact same piece of ice again. So if yep. you've got an Itchy that's patched, then they're now encountering a Strength Seven Itchy for the second time. Oh, at which right. point they never play Network. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, at least they can get get into Doomtown. That's right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I they can switch over to Doomtown. Really <laughs> um, were there any other upgrades? Um, uh, I, 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 I think this one's going to be a pretty big deal because of the nature of the Anarch suite in this. Oh, thing. the neutral upgrade. The neutral upgrade, which is Cyberdex Virus Suite. So it's, yeah. it's, it's not the trial, like you actually paid for it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit stronger. So it's, it's a three cost to res upgrade, but it's an ambush, and we know how much we love ambushes in yes. the corporation. <laughs> if Cyberdex Virus Suite is accessed from R&D, the runner must reveal it. When the runner accesses Cyberdex Virus Suite, you may purge virus counters. That's like a pretty powerful move. S uh, situational, of course. Yes. But and, and you could proactively trash it to also purge virus counters. Right, so it's like a free clickless purge virus oh, counters. Oh man, that's... Oh, I didn't notice the trash ability, so that means you can wait until they are like... They've passed all the like they do their medium glory run. They've moved all the counters from uh, incubator onto yep. their medium. They pass all the ice, and then at the last minute, you res and kill Cyberdex yep. to kill all. Even if it was just counters. hanging out in some other remote somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. cool. 
Yeah, and it still fires from the archives. So basically, if you got one of these in the bin, you're not getting free data sucker tokens off of it anymore. Yeah. Sorry. It's cool. It's well worth the price uh, to actually get legit <laughs> Cyberdex you know, virus. I like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I like this card because um, no, it's, it's too specific for me to put in a deck. Like, I can't... To me, right? I can't give a card slot to this. Same as I can't really give a card slot to um, Sealed Vault as account siphon protection. <laughs> right. What I love is I remember when I started playing Netrunner, it was just me and one guy for like three months. <laughs> and I think that's a lot of people's stories. Like, oh, uh, yeah, the, the two-man meta or like the, two, yeah, exactly. the two-person right. meta, yeah. <laughs> so I love that if your friend's got this noise tech that just messes with you, I love that, they're in, that you now have a way out. I love that you put three Cybertex virus suite in just to mess with that one guy in your two-guy <laughs> meta. Right. When you, like... Yeah, that's cool. I'm yeah. glad this exists. Yeah, What's happening on the art, though? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't actually, I'm actually a little bit I'm so confused. confused. There's a small handful of Netrunner cards where it's just like, weird cyberspace stuff. <laughs> and you're like, okay, <laughs> sure, that's fine. Yeah. Window, for example. Man, so yes. much window in, in our meta right now. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure it's out of control. Um... Well, this has not been a short episode, so we should probably skip on the, the reader mail questions. Right. Let's, um, we'll do it. But time. just a, a couple quick things to note. Um, first, w- Jesse and I are going to be hosting a tournament coming up very soon on February the 21st in Vancouver, British Columbia mm-hmm. at a delightful restaurant and pub uh, in downtown called Subi's. Um, they are more than happily offered to, to host our event and ply us with coffee and beer throughout the day. Um, that, it's gonna that, be, that is an open bar. That's No, no, you, you, <laughs> you, can you will go have get to them. purchase <laughs> the liquor from this establishment. Yes. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yes, um, we're going to start registration at 10.30 and the actual games are going to start up at 11. Um, obviously, because it is a, a venue, we don't have an infinite amount of space. So if you're interested, definitely show up a little bit earlier. Um, it'll just be five bucks to get in just because we have some costs that we need to cover, including uh, we secured a bunch of really, really, really cool prizes. Um, uh, they, some were donated, some we laid out some of our own funds for, uh, but a lot of them are really, really, really cool. Um, some of the very kind folks who did donate, uh, there's a game shop over in Victoria, British Columbia called Curious 2 Game Central. Um, if you're in Victoria, either you live there or you're just heading over there on vacation, and you should, because Victoria's actually pretty nice. It's a bad place, yeah. yeah. It's a cool zone. Um, definitely check out Curious 2. And uh, also our buddy James, he also just donated some of his some of his own wares, yep. which, was, what a, which well, was what a guy, very very kind. Thanks a lot, James. Um, so February twenty first, that's going to be awesome. And then further on down the road in March, uh, the second incarnation of the Terminal City Tabletop Convention. Um, Jesse and I thought we had conflicts and we wouldn't be able to do this, but it turns out the dates were not what we thought. So we are indeed running uh, a Netrunner event there as well. Um, that is on Saturday, March 14th. Um, there will not be any cost to get into the specific tournament. There is a ticket price to get into the event itself. But, like, that covers a bunch of stuff. It's not, obviously, it's not just our Netrunner tournament. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that goes into the evenings. There's stuff on Sunday as well. Just, like, tons of board games and card games and tabletop RPGs. The last one was actually super fun. Yeah, it was a, lot, it was a really good time. Uh, yeah, so we're going to start the registra- registration for that at 9.30. And the actual event to start will be at 10. Um, and it is also awesome. Like, we, we obviously, we've amassed a good horde of prizes now. So there will be some that we're reserving specifically for this event as well. Um, some very special, one-of-a-kind, unique items that I think yeah. people will be really stoked on. Um, 
Quinn's, how about you? Are you still running your your rad monthly Netrunner tournaments? I am. Ah. Um, I I wasn't gonna. Well, actually, we got an order in chaos one coming up in just a couple of weeks. Early. Oh yes, uh, and that's fancy dress. You have to come. Well, you don't have to. But you, you <laughs> fancy either dress. Either come in an outfit that um, that's like uh, a bit punk, um, or you or corporate, I guess. Wear, or you wear a suit, and yeah. um, and then I'm, I've got a pack of like disposable rubber gloves that uh, I'm going to be handing out. Oh my god, this is so good. I'm so jealous. It, it's good. I wasn't going to plug it because they like sell out immediately now, um, oh. which is which is the a thing that happens. But, <laughs> <laughs> Something's happening in London. I don't know. Everyone's sold out of disposable rubber gloves all the time. Uh, but no, what I will say is that um, I'll give you guys a link so that if English people want to sign up for the mailing list, then um, they can get sent an email when tickets go live. But they sell out in like twelve hours, so uh-huh. we need to. So people need to be really quick. But the mailing list is first come, first serve type thing. Okay, so. sweet. Well, yeah, definitely shoot us a link, and then we'll we'll link it in the uh, episode notes. So then, yeah, if you do live in London or happen to be traveling there at some point, you can check this out. And if you're if you're quick on the punch um you can you can go to the, one of these rad events yeah that's ah, really, really so awesome. good time really good time all right well sweet um mr smith thank you very very much for joining us again oh thank you guys so much it's been a pleasure it's always so much fun and don't forget um next episode we will continue on with uh part two of the order in chaos extravaganza and let's and let's hope quinn's can still make it I, I, oh, think, I, I hope so. I think he could swing it. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have any questions, thoughts, feedback, whatever, um, you can always email us at Terminal7 at idlethumbs.net or hit us up on Twitter at Term7. Um, of course, Quinns, where, where, where do you live on the internet? I live at www.shutupandsitdown.com and if people want to go there, then they can see our dumbass reviews of board games, card games. <laughs> best and more reviews. And more, well, more, more like, like best mm, reviews. Mm, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and more and more now, we're also moving into just like writing cool articles on folk games like and just wacky stuff. We Just in a couple of weeks, we'll be publishing... Um, uh, my colleague Brendan's uh, experience of trying to get into competitive chess, like, and he's been like, he's into Netrunner, but he's been just like, sod it, I'll learn chess. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. I've got like a four thousand word article from him that ends in him going to his <laughs> local chess club, and uh, actually, I'm, I won't spoil anything, Don't but stroke. it should be but a cool piece. He's probably ruined by like a seventy-five-year-old Polish guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to do an interview with those guys who play um, chess in. Um, Times Square in New York. Oh yeah, they're like, everywhere. Uh, like any si- like we discovered. Th- I discovered this the other day. So in in Vancouver, there's this really rad ramen shop, and I'm not going to tell people where it is because I don't want it to get busy. Um, <laughs> but it's awesome. But it's in like this gross, weird, old, like kind of sort of mall. But then just walking by one day, there's just like eight dudes, eight old guys just sitting there playing chess. Well, like upstairs in this grungy, nasty old mall where the only good thing in it is this one ramen shop. <laughs> and I'm like, every every town has one of those spots, at least one, where it's just like rad old guys show up and play chess. And it is the best. That's I cool. love it. I hate to tell you this, Nels, but that's going to be us playing Netrunner when we're 75. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> There's actual corporations and hackers and we're like stuck in the past. <laughs> Oh, I have to say, like, one more thing. I'm psyched, and uh, I need to... Oh, oh, I can't remember his name, which is terrible, but um, in, someone noticed in a video we did of the XCOM board game, uh, which is a pretty great game, by the way. Um, also from Fantasy that, uh, Flight. I, That's right, I yeah. had old, my copy of old Netrunner, like, old 90s Netrunner, which some friends got me for a birthday present, and this guy oh. is sending me his cube of 900 old Netrunner cards, like <gasps> a cube draft. Oh so my god. Me and my Netrunner friends are just gonna... Because we played original Netrunner, and it's the funniest shit. If people... <laughs> If no one was out there have like some spare money, I absolutely recommend finding old Netrunner on eBay because it is the 
after coming to it from like this smooth polished experience of new right. metal, you will you, you'll laugh more than you've laughed in like a week like I remember my friend installed something called a Patel virus and that just put things called Patel counters on my ice and it's like this lowers the strength can they be removed no <laughs> good good uh, what is it I've got a rock deals 15 oh, yeah, I've got a me rock. damage, me 20 damage me damage, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was yeah. that, yeah. But then, and, and, actually, and tracing was bonkers. Tracing, yeah, you just, you reveal the money spent in a closed fist, like yeah. in a side game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the corp can spend like 400 money and the <laughs> runner spends nothing. Which I guess isn't too different from how it works in Netrunner, but it, it could happen the other way around in old Netrunner. Yes. Um, yeah, just, oh God. Uh, also the dumbest upgrade ever, which is uh, Rio de Janeiro, like City Grid. Which is, you make a runner, you put it in a remote. Every single time the runner passes a piece of ice, they run a dice, and on a one, they disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Good. Yeah, it was, it was pretty batshit back then, man. And there was oh, no limit on the amount of cards you could have in a deck either. Yep. So. Ugh, ten hedge funds. Yep. Yep, oh. ten hedge funds. It's all crazy. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you end the podcast. I, I, would play one, I would play that, though. Yeah, that does sound like a lot of fun. Oh, man. Um, sweet. Well, um, again, thank you very much for being on the show, and thank, thank you, you very much to Mr. Gordon McClattery yep. for helping us record this fine cast, even though he's about to jet set away on a tropical vacation. These these audio guys, I don't know how they do it. They live large, <laughs> but they work hard. Yes. Uh, if you ever have any audio needs for a game or any similar thing or composition, Gord does it all at A Shell in the Pit Audio. Mm-hmm. Um and finally, thank you very much to Mr. Ed Harrison for letting us use his track Tin Soldiers from the Neo Tokyo OST as our intro and outro music. It's awesome. Really, that's all there is to say. You should grab it at edharrison.bandcamp.com. I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And I'm Quentin Smith. <laughs> Quinn's, did we lose you? Are you still alive? We actually lost him? Oh, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Did this just drop? Fuck's sake.